Hello, welcome to the Lone Show. I'm your host, John Maloney. In this episode, we don't have guests because we already got back from uh, the you know what from the space time continuum. So, as for our guest, he is from Japan. He's currently in Guatemala. He runs a creative design agency. I'm going to love this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Kazuki Iwaki. Well, thank you so much for inviting me to this podcast. Um, my, uh, again, my, my name is Kazuki. Um, I'm a co-founder of one of the uh, creative agency called uh, Markister. Uh, we focus heavily on the UX, UI websites, as well as the uh, brandings and social media contents to, to help companies with elevate their branding strategies and really help them scale their business with a cost-effective um, in-house design team. So, yeah, I'm super excited um, as... Um, as you mentioned, that I'm also, I'm originally from Japan. I grew up and I was born and raised there, um, and I moved to New Zealand when I was 13. And now I actually live in Guatemala, happily married with my Guatemalan wife. And yeah, super excited to be here. Thank you for inviting. You're welcome. And in terms of your creative design agency, what what kind of creative design does your agency work on exactly? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. So um, in terms of our creative design agencies, um, I know it sounds very broad at the beginning, but it's actually not that broad. So um, one of the things that we focus on is heavily, number one, website design. So a lot of the companies go through a stage of a time when they have a, you know, fantastic websites. But, you know, as the time evolves, like you forget to update your new websites into a modern age. So we come in, we basically help you with a redesign of the whole websites. And we not only just help you with the redesign, but we also help you develop a website using a uh, one of the modern tools like Webflow, Framer. Uh, there are, there are no-code tools, fantastic tools to uh, really, you know, help uh, our customers to get the best out of those new tools to get the best out of their designs and the website so we help them with you know uh, not only the websites but we also help with UX UI uh, we had a fortunate to kind of work with a couple of other startups like a tech startups to uh, work on a mobile application designs to really help with the uh, the launch for their uh, MVP products so that's what we specialize um, as a creative design agency and um a lot of the people would probably question us, um, you know, creative design agency as really expensive as well as, um, you know, uh, it's more very project based, but we are a little bit of a twist. So to kind of give you more context, what we do specifically is that we um, we offer a subscription-based model so that you can get access to our designer designers from UX website, as well as branding the packaging to, to social media templates all the designers that you need so that in a, in a such a, f a flat rate fees of a subscriptions to to get the best out of it so that's what we do as a creative design agency wow impressive and what what inspired you to establish your own creative design agency yeah um that's a good question man um yeah, I mean, like when we started this uh, creative design journey, um, just to kind of give you a little bit of background story uh, about myself and also my partner uh, who is in my for my business. Um, back in 2022, uh, it was around, I think it was September. We were actually impacted by layoffs. Uh, I, I specifically got impacted by a, one of the layoffs that happened with the tech startup that I was uh, working at the time. Um, and 
during those time, um, I was in a pivotal moment from moving from Toronto to Guatemala to see my wife. And, uh, and that's how I happened to kind of move to Guatemala is, is where I am right now. And uh, quite frankly, um, as I got laid off, I needed a new gig, a new gig to kind of get started on, you know, uh, something to kind of put a food on the table, as well as, you know, do something for yourself to actually build something that it can be lasting for yourself. And then, so that's one of the biggest reasons that kind of got into the, uh, the field of website designs and website development. So, um, I started my own gig using, you know, Webflow as also the web design using Figma. And that's how I kind of started the, the journey as an entrepreneur and quite Interestingly, um, at the time, my current business partner reached out and then said, hey, look, you know, we're looking to do a social media agency as well, as well as a creative design agency. So we, we said, hey, look, why don't we merge our business together and see what we can do to achieve together? And then that's how um, kind of fast forward to now, this is how we started our creative design agency. And obviously, um, there was a lot of roller coaster ride, and I, um, as you can see on a startup's perspective, there's always a pivoting moment in every section of their business. So we um, basically what we did is you know validated our key findings, validated our key uh, learning lessons from the services and the problems that we saw from the clients, and then we tried to give values um, by kind of adapting to it. So that's one of the biggest reasons why um, kind of turned into a creative design agency, but a little bit of with a twist. I love it. Fabulous. So, so as of now, are you planning on doing any more projects or plan on traveling to other places across the globe anytime soon? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, we're always open to, you know, traveling. That's definitely for, you know, one of the things that we love to put in the bucket list as well. Um, obviously, like our clients are based from you know, pretty much all around the world. Uh, we mainly have... Um, we mainly have, you know, clients from US um, as a as a primary focus, but we actually have clients from APAC, a um, couple of startups from uh, Vietnam. Quite frankly, we were able to kind of work with them on the UX UIs and also the localizations. We also have some clients from uh, Latin America as well. So, you know, we try to be more flexible. We try not to focus on like one country, but we're trying to kind of adapt to different cultures. We love to kind of travel as well. I myself used to live in a five different countries um, previously to, to my marriage. So, you know, it's really exciting to, to have that open mindset of, you know, getting out of the comfort zone, trying to live in a places that, you know, you never really wish that you never really dreamed of and, you know, try to get that life of where, um, you know, experiencing life that, you know, what the world got to offer. All right. Fabulous. So, so besides the many things you've mentioned about what your creative design agency does, are there any more aspects that you plan on touching into in, 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 few, next, in, the, in the next few months or years or so? Yeah, um, just to kind of um, um, try to understand your question, like, do you, do you mean like uh, objectives or like what we were trying to aim to, to kind of like provide the services in the upcoming future? Yeah, like, so you mentioned you've worked on websites, applications, etc. Hello. Yeah, I'm I'm here. I can hear you. I'm just oh, sorry, waiting yeah. for your for your for you to finish. Sorry. So I was saying is the question I was asking is that beyond the your works 
with helping people design websites and applications, the question was, yeah. are there any more creative aspects or services you plan on providing in the future? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's, you know, I think that's like pretty much same for everybody else. And obviously, you know, when it comes to business models, like you always have to adapt, right? Um, as a phase one for us, like what we're trying to aim is to try to solve problems for the client. So um, for us, like having the service model, providing website designs, UX, UI, the brandings, as well as the uh, packaging designs and everything and whatnot, that's, that's the primary focus of our uh, one single line of the business. But as, as we kind of branch out, we, what we're trying to aim here is also to kind of uh, launch our courses to help uh, other creatives, um, other creators to, to understand how they can harness in modern technologies and um, for example AI and everything in between to kind of help with their design works as well as eliminate those uh, you know cost um, hustle of you know getting things done to get their business scale so that's what we really want in in a, in a long-term perspective like we really focus on how we can provide values to our clients by not only just offering subscription models to kind of help them with the current existing problems but to kind of also give them back by giving additional values such as like coachings down with you model um, of the programs where we can scale, help them scale uh, either, you know, for example, personal brandings or uh, their, you know, corporate brands as well uh, through media buyings and everything in between. So we, we do have a couple of, you know, plans in place, but um, as, as, um, as I kind of mentioned before, like we're a startup, we, you know, we're hungry for success. We are hungry for, to help people and everything in between. So it's really the, the main focus is to kind of perfecting the business model so we can, you know, like uh, create a system where we can replicate and grow um, and scale around the world. Fantastic. If you could live anywhere else in the world, where would that be? Where would that be? To be honest, like, I don't know if I have the 100% the concrete answers for you, but especially because for me, it is a very uh, difficult question to answer. And one of the reasons is, um, as, I, as I mentioned before, I used to live in uh, multiple countries and uh, I actually left in, uh, Japan when I was 13 to live in New Zealand. And I lived there for about eight years and then I moved to Tokyo again for two years and I moved to Boston, Chicago and Toronto and now here in Guatemala. So, you know, uh, it's completely different to what other people would say. Like, uh, I, I wish I could live in the United States or I wish I could live in UK or uh, all the other places in the world especially for me, like uh, living and traveling has been a really completely different. And, uh, uh, and as a, as a third culture kid, um, for me, like the, the, if, if there was a one place I could go and where I'm in this world, I would just definitely be like the people. And I think that, I don't know if that answers your question, but the, you know, the people that, that uh, you know, brings out a lot of communities and uh, people that you can feel you're connected with. And then that's a place that I would definitely call like more of like a place where I would love to go in the world. And I guess Guatemala so far has been the, one of the um, places I found uh, alongside with New Zealand. So that's why I guess, uh, yeah, that's my kind of my answers to your questions. Okay, then. Sounds good. What could you give a 40-minute presentation on without any preparation whatsoever? On topic of uh, over business or... Well, any, any any topics that you can you can consistently talk about for forty minutes. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are, there are several things, I guess, but um, it just depends on which criteria. But um, in terms of the business, like obviously um, I can give you a whole bunch of uh, presentations on, you know, what we do as a business, what we thrive, what we our missions, uh, what we're trying to do and how, how we, you know, are trying to disrupt this uh, 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 what we call the design, you know, agency as well. Um, but at the same time, like I'm also passionate about AI and how, I'm actually uh, doing a little bit of experiments on uh, personal branding using Twitter and ChatGPT, actually. I'm basically uh, training the ChatGPT to act as my uh, social media agent and trying to help me grow uh, my accounts from zero to 10K uh, as a scratch. And it's actually quite an interesting journey because, you know, not only gives me the instructions and what to do, but that actually I'm training the algorithms within the, the ChatGPT to uh, learn from the statistics from the Twitter data that we have. Uh, all the interactions, engagements, the contents that you post, as well as the the messages that we put out to. I'm feeding that into ChatGPT and also using influencers, uh, contents, ideas, uh, the scripts, the, uh, the the copywriting skills. I'm feeding all that into ChatGPT to kind of create a, what's called the Twitter GPT. So um, obviously that's something that I can also brag about for like 40 minutes. It's really amazing. Uh, if you want, if you if you're something interested, especially on a personal branding then you want to grow like i'm all you know i'm all um so you know free free to reach out and uh, i'm more than happy to kind of clarify how i did it how, how i'm doing it so you can kind of keep updated on on the things of the progress but that's exactly what i do um on a on a personal branding side of it and obviously um I'm also training the ChatGPT to kind of adapt to its own um, capabilities. So it helps with the design work that we would, we're doing for a creative design agencies. And obviously, like, you know, other tools like MidJourney, there's also, you know, cool stuff that AI can do in, in order to create a better, beautiful design. So um, what we're really trying to do is like, you know, adopting the emerging tech to get the most out of, you know, what we can do. Wow, that, these are, those are really great topics, really. Thank you. Welcome. So before starting your creative design agency, was there anything else you wanted to do before that? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, um, that's actually quite good follow-up questions, to be honest, because um, to be honest, like it was out of the blue. Um, when um, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, I w always wanted to kind of start my own gig and, you know, like uh, trying to kind of invest it in myself. And that, that, that was always has been my, my passion as well as uh, what I was always kind of aiming for in the future. And, and I didn't see myself kind of working for other people and for the rest of my life thinking, you know, uh, that's my, my, my purpose. And quite frankly, when I got uh, laid off, um, I was I knew what the market was going, especially in the United States and Canada when when I was there um, back in last year. And I started to kind of look for looking for new jobs, trying to see what I can do. And, and I was really skeptical about starting my own business at the time because it's just too much risk to take in. So um, I was really afraid, um, like anybody would be. Um, I tried to do my best to to fool myself that I need to find a job. But um, it was really that pivotal moment when my wife told me that, hey, look, you know, um, I don't want to see you kind of suffering to just to find jobs. Or maybe, you know, it's time for you to actually uh, invest in yourself and do something for yourself. And that's the one of the biggest reasons why um, I started my own businesses and trying to find what 
resonated with me the most when it comes to starting business online. And I think uh, that was probably the best decision I ever made. And um, we also have a podcast as well. And um, we're, we're very fortunate that we were able to kind of interview uh, awesome founders from different um, countries as well as different places around the U.S., uh, doing incredible stuff and being able to learn from them as well um, is something that we didn't kind of expected. So, um, yeah, I mean, with that said, like, uh, obviously, like starting a business is a t uh, it's literally a leap, leap of faith. So, um, you know, it's whether, whether if you're if you're not sure about it or whether if you want to do it in the future or, um, you know, whatever that may be for you, like um, if you feel that it's time or if, if, if the circumstances are telling you it's time, it's probably is. So, you know, it's, it's up to you to take the risk or you don't. Okay. That's good. Yeah. What has, yeah. What has been the yeah, longest go... trip you have ever, sorry. Yeah. I was go gonna ahead. Ask... So I was going to ask you, what has been the longest trip you have ever taken? In terms of the uh, traveling, or what do you mean by the duration? Like, like what what has been the farthest distance you ever traveled? Uh, okay, that's a, this is a little bit of a vague question to answer, but I guess um, for me, uh, I guess like a traveling is definitely the one of them. So, you know, moving from Japan to all the way to Guatemala is like super far distance, <laughs> obviously. Um, if that answers your questions. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Japan and Guatemala are like very far away across the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, it's pretty much half, you know, half around the world, really. Um, you know, traveling across the sea, the Pacific Oceans, and you also have the, U uh, the US as well, and all the way down to South America. So, well, not South America, but in Central America. So it's quite far compared to traveling from, you know, UK to New York or uh la to to tokyo <laughs> yeah absolutely where do you see yourself 20 years from now where do i see myself in 20 years from now definitely um um definitely a successful entrepreneur and i think uh, i'll be you know father of you know certain kids i guess i hope and uh you know probably have few places to be and then um, going traveling around. Um, but obviously in terms of the business side of it, um, definitely, you know, having successful two ventures will be really cool. Um, and that's what, um, you know, I want to continue to kind of not only uh, inspire people, but we'll have to continue to, you know, support and provide help for the people that they need. And obviously one of the things that I, I love to do is, uh, um, apply my lessons of building businesses and really help other people to do the same. Um, and then that's exactly what um, we'd love to do. And hopefully I'll be doing in next week. I love it. That's great. Thank you. Welcome. What, what, which, which subjects do you think they should teach in high school? Essentially. Essentially. Well, it's a, it's a little bit of pivot from the, the previous question, but, um, um, you know, like I kind of more of a, um, I, I think some people may tell me original on this, but I think educational industry is really corrupted right now. Um, obviously not because 
um, the society tells you to go to high school or you know university or, or whatnot. But right now, as you can see in an in internet, like there's so many resources available for free, and that's one of the beauty things about internet, right? Um, you know, you if you don't understand or if you don't know something, you just Google it up and you'll have answers. Or you even you can just learn it from YouTube. Even there are gurus out there teaching things. So like, um, I would say like we need to fix the you know high school educational system as well as university um, to think about like uh, what is actually like beneficial for the people to to live in long runs. So, for example, like, you know, teaching people how to manage taxes or uh, teaching people how to invest that they actually can return, have an, have an return on investment. Um, I was actually listening to Alex Harmozzi's podcast the other day and he was right. Like, um, if, a, if, a, if a daughter decided to not to go to the university, but decided to work for, like, say, um, uh, a part time or something to kind of save up their money, they can technically invest into like what fraction of ten dollars into S and P five hundred, and maybe within you know few within one year you just earn like what another twenty dollars as an example. And I know it's kind of kind of I'm not giving you the specific numbers of it, but just to kind of give you an example. So like I will ask I will ask myself as well as the audiences who's listening to this is like you know why do you need educations and like if, does that education actually going to help you with the life that you're going to have, especially when you have kids or, you know, families, like how does that going to impact your daily living? Like, I think it's one of the things that um, I think high, uh, you know, high end education has to learn from, um, especially, you know, you can learn that from YouTube and everything for free these days. You don't really have to go to university to be smart. Like some people go to university in Ivy League and come back with a high debt. And those who didn't go might have gone probably, you know, way far ahead of you. So it depends what you want to invest into, um, depends what you want to learn. And obviously, if you want to be like doctors, pharmaceuticals type of uh, careers or, uh, you know, specific, specific to their, you know, to their objective, and that's perfect but if you're looking for just like a business type of things so I, I would question the educational system that is currently available um in the market right now okay that's actually really, that's very useful for a lot of people for sure yeah absolutely yeah would you rather never age physically or age never age mentally um, I would say never age mentally. Um, Forever Young is probably a great model to have. But, you know, obviously, you know, age comes with uh, wisdom. So, you know, it's it's a kind of like a trade-off, really. But it's always good to have a mind of a uh, younger mindset just to, you know, keep in, keep in, um, in loop with what's going on in life as well as the world. Um, obviously, things change, um, so you should do. So I think it's really important to have a mixture of both. Fabulous. What is your favorite season? What is my favorite season? Um, say summer um, or between spring and summer. Um, but it really depends on where you live in the country as well. But like, for example, Guatemala, we don't really get snow or winter or, uh, you know, spring. So um, it depends as well. But like, for, for example, if I was living in Japan, I could definitely love between spring and summer. It's not too hot. It's you're in the middle of, you know, nice heat. Uh, you see Sakura, uh, like the, the cherry blossoms, and it's really nice. So you know, I would say that, yeah. Yeah, I agree. What is the one thing you can't live without? 
One thing I cannot live without. Wow. You know, like I sound very weird saying to myself, especially I'm Japanese and I've seen, I'm seeing so many people on, on, you know, uh, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, um, all the gurus. And I think I know for sure that a lot of Japanese people haven't really mentioned this, but I think definitely Ikigai is something that I really lived in a motto of. Um, and obviously like within that Ikigai, like I have my, you know, my beloved wife and also work and the, also the family's uh, relatives as well. So like those, like I hold dearly, as, um, I guess that could, you know, that brings into the, the harmony of what it means to have an Ikigai. Um, and I know like, you know, a lot of the gurus probably like telling like, that's like the, like, that's how you find purposes. And as a Japanese person coming from it, like it's a core fundamentals of living. It's like a practices that we have to apply in terms of, um, the beliefs that you have. Right. And it's, it's kind of tied towards like faith. Almost you have to have faith. You have to have the belief that you have, you have to have that strong heart in order to, you know, um, to get to certain place or to get what you want or to get um, what you need to, in order to accomplish something. So I think that's what I hold the most idealist, uh, I guess. Okay, then. Sounds good. And which recent news story have you looked up recently? Rich recent news. Um, definitely the recession in the US. Uh, you know, there are a lot of topics around that. And I think it's really important to know what is going on in the world and how does that impact, impact your, you know, life in general, regardless of where you live, uh, regardless of where you, you know, where you live in the, in the world. I think it's really important to understand uh, the pros and cons of what the country, one country can affect. So that's what I'm keeping up. Just kind of make sure, you know, we make the rational decisions as possible. Oh yeah, I I certainly agree. I've I've never realized how many countries have been so reliant on the US for so long, and now it's all coming back to bite them in the back. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it is what it is. Like I think the US is, has been the the predominant of everything, and then you know now we we understand the the problems, the shortage of US dollars, and uh, and I guess like people used to believe in things of American dream, and I think it's that is kind of a little, little bit delusional now to think that, you know, that that was just a fake in the, in the first beginning. Yeah. When one era ends, a new one starts. Exactly. Oh, yes. And that is all we have for this episode. It was great having here Kazuki talking about your works as a as running creative, uh, your creative agency, the works you've done, and traveling around the world, and a lot of things. It's been fabulous. Thank you. Thank you for hosting me. You're welcome. And until next time, stay tuned for more.